Hi, if I could take a moment of your time before we start. If you've enjoyed previous episodes or if you enjoy this episode, if you could subscribe on the platform that you listen to, that would be really helpful. It helps us get more guests and push the podcast forward. Thanks. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Good morning. This podcast is going to be a little bit different. I thought today I'd take you on a little bit of a journey to an event I'm going to, the Supercar Driver Secret Meet, and see if we can find some interesting people to talk to and sort of do a little bit of a coverage of an event, but in kind of podcast form. So I'm going to start my G3 RS 997. It's got the valves shut at the moment. You can probably hear them open in a sec. There we go. Brum, brum. And uh, I'll see you guys at the event. So, I've been wandering around, looking for people I recognise, and we're actually only on one mic, so we're going to do a bit of swapping, and I bumped into Tim Burton, aka Shmi150. Hello. How's it going? It's good to be here. <laughs> not bad, not bad. I'm not used to this mic swapping malarkey, but what are you hearing today? So, I've come up with two of my cars today, the Ford GT to take part in the Hypercar Parade, and the AMG GT Black Series to go out for the supercar runs. You like to make things slightly difficult for yourself by coming in two cars when you've only got one person. Yeah, but I can let other people drive and we can go have some fun. And you know what? It's, it's cool to be able to take part in different aspects of the event as well. I, I had no idea, to be honest, how many different parts there were. Now that I'm looking at the Ferrari parade and looking at the race cars, it's kind of like there are so many different things we could do. Yeah, there was some absolutely mental stuff going around earlier. So in the GT Black Series, you did a track session yesterday... What's it like driving that around with other supercars and stuff? I, I tell you what, that's one of the, the, the crazy things. The GT Black Series, you could look at it as a kind of jacked up on steroids version of the Mercedes Grand Touring kind of sports yeah. car, right? Because that's ultimately where the AMG GT began as a 450 horsepower, comfy, long distance tourer. And now it's become a 730 horsepower track monster that set a lap record at the Nürburgring. Um, and driving it here, it's a very easy car to drive extremely fast. Um, and, you know, I, I, I guess I consider myself a fairly 
skilled track driver. I've done well, you've done a lot of laps in it now. I've done a lot of track sessions. I'm not, I'm not a professional by any means, but when I go out in that car, the speed with which it will catch and outbreak anything, the braking is where you close in on just about any other car. Um, it's running on Cup 2R tyres and, you know, the tyre world. When it's lightly drizzling, you don't want to be going out on those. But when you've got a nice dry evening like we had yesterday, it's phenomenally quick. So cool. Yeah, it, look, it looks like a lot of fun. And I was just chatting to someone about Donington Track and the fact it's under some planes taking off. And apparently you get a bit of fuel residue on the track. So it, has it, is it slightly slippy? So I've driven here a couple of times uh, now. I've been around in a, sounds ridiculous to say it, but uh, a 911 Cup. I've yeah. been around in a 488 Challenge Evo. I've driven a couple of my cars, my Hurricane STO, GT Black Series around. Um, and it is definitely a little bit slippy, for sure. But... It's also a circuit that requires some attention because there are some blind crests and areas that need heavy braking and chicane and this kind of stuff. So slightly greasy track is definitely one of the uh, elements throwing more chaos into the mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say this, this, I don't know, bucket list is, is probably the right word. Cars here. In fact, <laughs> McLaren F1 GTR is just, just over there. Of all the stuff you've seen today, obviously you've got some cool things in your garage, but what would be the, the next edition out of things you've seen? <laughs> that would have to be some insider gossip. Um, do you know what? I think one of the cool things about an event like this is how you have everything here, like every type of car, and some of the really rare things, you know, multiple LFAs, um, a Noble M600s, that kind of stuff, proper driver's cars. Um, you know, looking at all the Carrera GTs, thinking how wonderful one of those would be, dream at some point, maybe. Um, so no budget, no budget. What would you have add from, from this car park slash area well i mean no no budget you just pinpoint to that bright orange thing but <laughs> i think we've got to not play the budget game we've got to play the like re- real world I-, I think a carrera gt and you know seeing so many of those uh here is really cool obviously there are tons of f40s but the f40s never been so much my thing um six f50s rolling around do love an f50 yeah there's a lot there's at the moment there's just a sea of red F40s. A blue one would look lovely in there. Maybe even a, a yellow one. There used to be a yellow one that comes to these events. Have you seen that today? Yeah, that's here. There's a yellow F40 driving around somewhere. Um, certainly seen it earlier. It, it is the, the most ridiculous car park. We're literally just standing, I don't know, we just stopped. And right here, there's one, two, three, four, five Carrera GTs I can see. What, Six, maybe? Seven, eight. <laughs> And some more up that way. Yeah, I, I, just, <laughs> just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, casually, you know, 918, Koenigsegg, SLR, XJ220, Ferrari F12, TDF. I, I, I don't know what to say, really. Yeah, it's, it's pretty mad. It's pretty mad. I, I'm aware you need to get to your uh, your vehicle, so maybe catch up with you later. But good, good to speak. Likewise. So the next person I bumped into today, Ian Litchfield. Hello. You need to you need to hold the mic. Hold it up. Yeah, 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 nice and clear. close. Yeah. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. And you? Yeah, very good. So what have you brought down today? What are we looking at? Uh, well, we've got our Carrera T, um, and we've got our new GT3 Touring, uh, our Yaris. Have you done the of all, all of these different colours to... They are, you actually, yeah. Them in. Yeah, the, we've got an SVJ Avantador on our stand as well, so a, a, a customer of HRE Wheels. Um, but, yeah, all the other ones have, have been changed. So we've got uh, a Porsche green for our Yaris. That is very nice. I've got ocean blue for the GT3. 
and I've got a forest green for our. Um, They're very nice. What does, it, what does it cost if someone wants to change the colour on their car? It's, I know it's, it's car about dependent. it's about five thousand pounds. Okay. And the on top of that, you've got the colour. So like a like a basic colour, Miami blue or so. It might be three four hundred pounds. Okay. Uh, a metallic might be six hundred pounds, and then you can get into really special, fancy sort of flip colours and okay. stuff like that. But um, ballpark six thousand pounds. Okay. Like okay. And you get a bunch of sort of. PPF style protection as well, don't you? you? You protect the original paint. Yes, it's it's um, reasonably thick compared to say normal uh, PPF, and um, yeah, it works really well. And then of course you can peel it off in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so with your Carrera T, yes, what have you taken that to now, performance-wise? Um, it's it's 600 horsepower. Um, we just sort, of just sort of play around, sort of chip away at it. We're not really trying to increase the power, just make it a bit more efficient. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got some new suspension we're working on with Nitron. Um, it's just a toy, really. It's just a bit of yeah. fun. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. Great it looks car. like a lot of fun and like a perfect, say, like starting point. But it's it's crazy now that with the turbo engines, you can buy effectively the base ish. You know, it's got some nice bits on it, and then really ramp up uh, the power. I think it's probably that and like your GTS it's probably the best value for money yeah. cars you can buy at the minute some subtle tuning on your GTS is 600 horsepower and you don't That's need any more appealing. yeah what, so what happens to fuel like this is kind of well, boring but what happens to fuel economy in that sort of well, situation when you're cruising around nothing it's exactly the same as it was okay. and when you're using the extra power it, it proportionally it uses yeah. more, more fuel but um, no it doesn't make any difference when you're cruising about mm. and have you done a 992 G- Carrera S or GTS? I did loads. My wife's got a, a 992 Carrera. I've had a Turbo S, so they're great cars. Oh, yeah, you did a silly Turbo S, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, right. 20 horsepower. That is too fast. <laughs> that is, that is a too fast as a car. Yeah. But no, they're great. They're, they're, that, that three litre and the 3.8 engine, which is a derivative of the three litre engine, is a really good engine. Yeah. Really good engine. I drove a GTS the other day, uh, Porsche Silverson. Yeah. And I was, I was actually really impressed, one, with the sound. Mm-hmm. It sounds even just like stock, sounds yeah. much better than I think the, they've the 991 cars. Yeah, the 991 cars, obviously the first iteration of that three litre engine, I don't think the sound is brilliant, which is why we sell so many exhausts. But I think the new 992s, just out of the box, sound really good. Yeah, they do. Really good. Have you run a car with the noise isolating windows noise isolating something like that I didn't even know it's, it was a thing so there's an option is there you, uh, it's like a grand right and it knocks three decibels off the road noise oh well, that's quite good the 992 is noisy it is it's, noisy it's road noise more than anything else yeah um, so yeah I haven't seen that I wonder how thick they are. They've got to be pretty dense. No, I think it's got, um, it's got like a film in, inside uh, okay. the, That's the window. That's very clever. Um, it's pretty trick. Where are you at with the Yaris at the moment? Uh, the Yaris is constantly evolving. So we're currently doing cooling packages because on track they just suffer okay. seriously with like every component overheats so um, we're just doing cooling so we've got bigger intercooler oil coolers for the engine gearbox differential it's all it's all being upgraded at the minute so mm. our fabricating team is pretty busy and with suspension I, I found I can't remember how much how much you've done when we spoke last but I drove I had a Yaris recently for a couple of days yeah and I still find them very like understeery yes so they're just super safe just super super safe set up well they, they're basically a front wheel drive car so they do understeer and it needs quite a lot of work to kind of remove some of that and I don't think you'll ever truly get all of it out um, 
the suspension really was done for ride quality because it it will kind of launch itself off bumps on B yeah. roads and stuff. So we just smooth all that out. It, it, it's more compliant. It's much nicer daily. It doesn't sit quite so high because it's like on stilt standard. Yeah. Um, so that's the main aim of the suspension. And then there's loads of other chassis parts we're working on that will dial out and change the handling characteristics. But there's yeah, we, it's only just the start of the of the journey. Yeah, yeah. Options I need to come that. down and, and drive, drive, drive it, yeah, some of your cars. That's what it's there for. Um, and with the with the GT3, yeah, is that is that your car? That's my car. Yeah, nice. I picked it up a couple of weeks ago. Nice. What's the color underneath? So I ordered it in black because it makes it much easier yeah. to do the color change. Door shuts and stuff. Well, yeah. the door shuts are all done anyway in the blue, but it's just easier. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, but and also you couldn't get you got a relatively limited range of colors, and I couldn't get. PTS yeah um, so it gave me the chance to, to do the colour I wanted really well that's it and when you go for like if you order a no cost paint option yes then it's like 15 20 grand or something it's yeah a lot. and then you to do your like to do change the colour through yeah. you guys like it's not it's not much more than picking like a metallic colour no it's, it's not no and I've got a funny feeling like the, the relatively limited colour options you get with PTS is about 6 or 7 grand anyway yeah um, and, and it lasts it's plastic that we put on originally and then paint it's normal paint over the top so it's just as durable my Carrera T's been that colour for six months after I got it so it, it's stunning up and really it looks well. very it looks yeah, it's very good, good. yeah it's good it's, it's easy to repair as well and, and if you get bored you can change colour so oh, okay. oh, yeah I hadn't really thought about the repair so what do you do I guess you just peel off the panel you can just and peel off yeah peel panel. off the, yeah yeah you can do that it's very easy yeah. nice nice well thanks very much for a little chat um, have you have you had a wander around yet I have it is unbelievable have you seen the number of F40s I yeah, yeah. I was standing here we were looking at F40s and he turned around and I was like oh there's a McLaren F1 GTR oh yeah. there's something like eight Carrera GTs yeah. um, and then up that way there's obviously all the cool race cars it's unbelievable yeah there's, there's just there's just so much stuff here yeah this is the first time we've done the event I'm sure we'll come back because it's it's really really impressive yeah it's sick well thanks very much and uh, I, will, I will come and, and drive some cars so cool. Actually, good to see you soon. Cheers. Right. Okay, so I've been wandering around and I've been walking past some stands and I saw Tom, Tom Giaconelli from Romans. So I thought I'd come and say hello. Here I am, holding the, <laughs> holding the fort. <laughs> I, I actually have to say sorry to the people that listened to the last podcast we did. Um, I didn't quite realise that you had just had a baby like two weeks before and Tom was... Uh, slightly worse for wear so yeah, all, apologies for putting you through that <laughs> wasn't on flying form that day but sleepless nights are a thing of the past I'm hoping yeah so um, let's. What, have you, what do you think of the event so far have you been here before we came last year for the first time um, I, I think the layout is better this time we were over in like the corner last year and we yeah. didn't get as much footfall and here it's, it seems a bit more people walking through and, and getting a lot, of, a lot more people on the stand um, weather's just starting to improve as well so yeah are you taking anything on track um, we're going to do the hypercar parade and we're going to oh, take okay. the, the 918 spider we've got here nice um, don't have an F car unfortunately today so going to miss that but it'll be good to watch yeah it's nice nice to see these things um, so what are they, all these cars in front of us for sale all of them are for sale yeah what's um, what's selling well at the moment what's, what's, what's cracking with the market the market is is still pretty good. Um, it's you know it's tailed off a little bit from a few months back, but we're we're still doing doing pretty good. It's a mixture of stuff. You know, you've been down to our show and we have everything from G wagons, Range Rovers, which are flying still. Range Rovers, especially the new Range Rovers, probably oh yeah, 
probably the hottest thing out at the moment. But Have you then, driven one? Uh, yes, yeah. The, the most amazing thing from driving it literally for a few minutes was the turning circle. Oh, got yeah, I've seen thing. the like, videos. Yeah. It's such a big car and it literally is, just seems so nimble. Um, and it's, yeah, it's beautifully done inside. It literally feels like you're in a Rolls Royce. Um, so yeah, they're hot. And then supercar-wise, Specialis seem to be, every time we get one in, fly out the door and keep going up in why value. Is that? I mean, I, I love them, so I, I could see why that is. But they are they taking a sort of new, I don't know, something about now, yeah, all turbo th- cars and stuff. Yeah, I think there's been, I think having seen the generation before, the likes of the Carrera GTs, F40s start to go through the roof. I think people are looking for the next thing and like what's the most important cars of that generation and especially last naturally aspirated V8. That seems to be the one that people are really clamoring after. I would love Ferrari to do a sort of I would say Porsche, but I don't feel like Porsche have done it, but they might do it, of go go back to NA. NA hybrid is yeah. the one. I don't think we're going to see it from anyone. I think we're going to see V6 turbo hybrids. Yeah, but it's an NA V8 hybrid would be the shit. <laughs> yeah, that might happen. Maybe. We can hope and pray. Um, so what else have we got? 765 LT? 765 LT, that is for sale, not even advertised yet. We literally got it the other day. Um, had, had one a couple of weeks ago in Chicane. Mm. That chicane grey that sold very quickly. This one is a MSO Lantana purple, um, much bigger spec as well. Every carbon extra. It's even got, which I'm trying to work out exactly what it is, a seven thousand pound option, which is just double glazed engine bay. Oh, which I'm presumably, trying to work out that, why that is so expensive. Yeah, maybe it's not a common thing. Although presumably you can get that on makes yeah. maybe, maybe a bit quieter, I guess. Well, yeah. Would you want it quieter? Maybe. Um, but it's on the option list. Thing about these at the moment that this car has sort of popped back up is with the new AMG One having come out mm-hmm. and it being whatever it is, seventeen hundred kilos and however many horsepower, the power to weight of a seven six five LT is the same. Oh, is it? I or didn't very know similar. That. So your seven six five LT for mm-hmm. what do they cost? That's three fifty. Okay, three fifty is going to be faster and probably more fun than your AMG one. Apologies. Which is 2 million Mercedes, pounds. Which is 2 million pounds. <laughs> yeah. So. That's, yeah, pretty mad. Yeah, the AMG one seems to have got a bit of a rough reception a little bit. I I think they, what the, well, you want to do this sort of under promise over deliver. And mm. I think everyone feels like, and but I think, I think the reality of the legislation and stuff with things like the Valkyrie is they've, set these targets of you know it's going to be a, a ton and this level of performance etc and then with all of the emissions and whatever they've all seem to have put on about 400 kilos yeah they, they they don't seem to be quite what was promised but but i don't know it cool still things. looks cool, cool, very I, think, cool. Uh, I think you know I, I wouldn't turn down a drive and i think all the owners will be very happy with it it's, it's still yeah. got an f1 engine in it so fair play that's it yeah yeah if we get the chance to buy one i'm, I'm sure we will what um what have you seen in have you gone for a meander around the car park and whatnot? Uh, briefly, we've had a lot of clients come into the stands. I haven't had much of a chance. I haven't been to the track yet. But I saw the most ridiculous um display of F forties I've ever seen. Yes. I think there's what, twenty, thirty? Something lot, crazy. A lot of red and ones. About seven F fifties and you know, LaFerraris. I mean it's you know, I said it last year, and, and it's the same this year. I've, ne- there's, I've never seen so many amazing cars in one place. It's, it is quite no. a special gathering. Like when you look from here, we can see the sort of main car park, 
Except you've, I've never seen a main car park. This is it's, it's just like an area of parking cars, but like there's car 400 park. cars, but they're all, you know, mental stuff. Yeah, it is mental, and and that's it's the best clientele you could ever hope for. Yeah, yeah as, yeah, as yeah. you know, as an exhibitor, um, as much as there's, you know, it makes our stand look like quite normal cars <laughs> when you look at what yeah, else is around. Yeah. You've got no multi-million pound race cars. Yeah. You've got some cool stuff though. Mm. Right. Well, thanks very much for a little chat. Um, and I think we need to do a little little market update podcast at some point. Yeah, yeah. I know we've done a Let's bit of that, it. but we'll do that at some point. Right. Cool. All Cheers. Right. Nice one. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Nice. Right. So we are, I'm currently sitting in the lunch hall, so you probably get a bit of, a, a bit of ambience at the event. And I bumped into two of my friends. Um, I don't know whether they want their full name disclosed because they're, they're a bit of a secret. But uh, Matt and Johnny, and we've got Matt on the mic at the moment. How, how are you? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good, thanks, Sam. It's great to, great to see you. Good. Yeah. Well, welcome, welcome to the, the podcast. <laughs> um, so I thought I would get some people I know that are not necessarily connected massively to any particular retailer or whatnot, just car enthusiasts, enthusiasts and owners of some nice cars themselves. Okay, what's piqued your interest here? I think it's just the, the like the ultra rare classics like the F1 GTR. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just an all-time great. And then you've got so many of the other things like a, a Valkyrie, which you just w- would never see on a road. Yeah, uh, especially yeah. that one because it's track only. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. Which is super cool. Uh, and then you turn turn around and then you see a you know Senna's you know F1 car. MP, whatever it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and then you turn around and then you've got, you know, Joe Macari sat in some super rare Ferrari classic yeah. thing, which looks like it's 10 million quid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably is, probably is. So you, what car did you come down in today? Which you both, you both came down in the same car. What car did you come down in? We came in the uh, Aston Martin Vantage GT8. Vantage GT8. Yeah. So how do you feel about the current sort of car market where's your space in terms of like do you like the super modern stuff you're going older you've had a few cars in the past i think me and uh me and john johnny seem to be on the same sort of level at the moment where we're very much down this sort of modern classic route yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. see we see where the future is now and where it's going and uh and having the sort of the, you know things like a gta and johnny's got a same as you 997 yeah point two gtrs um, so all the stuff like that, really, you know, they're just super special stuff and then hanging on to them, yeah. not, not selling them. You know. That's it. It's like looking at things, I think, now that you go, would I want to have that in five years time yeah. and then start working towards it now? What about you, Johnny? How are you feeling? 
how am I feeling? Yeah, just generally, actually. Generally. Um, well, yeah, you know, me and my brother, Matt, we're, we're, in, we're in that same, same sort of buying strategy. So I, I've got um, that 997 GT3 RS Gen 2. I've owned that since 2016. I've done quite a few miles on it now, about 13,000 miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Across the Alps, been down to Monaco about three times, Le Mans 24 hour. Uh, so we love doing our road trips. That's a pretty classic for you guys, isn't it? It's buy a car and drive it down to the south of France. It is. We, I think ultimately we, we love to use our cars. And uh, what we've established is the more cars that we own, the more miles we can do without, <laughs> without hurting the value too much. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I've also added a, an Aston Martin uh, Vanquish S mm. to the garage as well. Bit of a cruiser. Yeah. Um, the wife likes it as well. Um, and more recently, um, Lamborghini Gallardo Spider manual. So that's quite interesting. Five liter. Because, like, would you have considered that car five years ago? I, I don't think so. I, I think five, five years ago, I wasn't aware of how rare the manual Gallardo yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, it was, it's a mass-produced car. They made about 14,000 of them. Hmm. Um, but it's believed only like 700 Gallardos were manual worldwide. Yeah, yeah you know, I've, I've only owned it two months. Um, I think my first road trip is going to be in France, around the vineyards, hopefully. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt's recently purchased a Noble. Oh, yeah. Noble yeah, M12, is... um, M400. So I think you're thinking about joining me on the same trip on that one, Matt. <laughs> it's interesting because I, I think we've all, you guys are probably a bit ahead of me on the trying different, something different, a different experience from different manufacturers. And then normally everyone ends up at Porsche, but not necessarily because I think modern stuff is just, a, it's, it's all going a bit different. But like the experiences, like your GTA, that you don't, you're not going to get that V8, that that raw V8 experience in there's no other manufacturer now that makes a V8 well no one makes a V8 like that anymore do they no no, no. I mean I think it's exactly, that's exactly what it is I mean in the garage it's about having an, an array of things that hit the senses you know and <clears throat> we can appreciate the modern stuff technically you know it's, it's, it's advanced over the sort of GT8s 997s you know it, it's huge the yeah. speed of these things are just you know, phenomenal. But you you can't achieve those things on the roads. So yeah. it's just irrelevant. So you end up going through, you know, on country B roads at 60 miles an hour, yeah. and it's just, yeah. you know, no noise. Quite boring. Whereas in a GTA or, or, or the manual Gallardo or a Noble M400 or, a, uh, you know, uh, an AMG GTR, you know, pre-OPF, yeah. you know, you've got crackles, pops, bangs. You're getting, you know value for money in terms of theatre yeah. and that's a massively dying breed mm. in cars I mean I run two dailies uh, REVs because yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it just makes sense from a cost perspective um, but they're iPhones, they're nothing more than iPhones yeah. and you replace them two years time for a new iPhone yeah. and it does probably pretty much exactly what the old iPhone did, just a little bit better but there's no connection to those, to if, those if there wasn't a financial in, like link to running cars through a business and stuff like that would you have a Taycan no because it would be a hundred grand purchase on something <laughs> that's going to end up being worth yeah. 35 grand yeah, yeah know, fair, fair. I, I'd probably go ahead and buy something that would 
you spend 100 grand on and it, you could chuck 20 miles and miles on it and it's probably still worth 85. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. You're going to pay two pound a litre of fuel, but, you know. It is, yeah, it's part of the equation, isn't it? And depreciation is it's expensive. Right, I think we need to go and have a little wander around. So I might catch up with you guys later. But, Sounds good. Um, yeah, have a good one. Good to see you, Sam. Cheers. Right, so I've been wandering around the sort of paddock and I've come across RPM Technic. And then from RPM, we've got Greg Daly. Hello. Hello. Thank you for wandering along. Welcome. <laughs> Can you get the mic as so close as possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can pretty much. me where Mully? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so what, what have you brought down today? So um, we've brought three cars with us today. Um, we've got the GT4 uh, MR, which um, we built uh, probably about six months ago. Yeah. We've been using it on track so far this and year. And how far along the package is that? So that's fully converted car so that comprises of suspension aero um obviously bespoke setup on the suspension a lot of underbody stuff on the car as well um and in this particular one we've also done st brakes which are a, a british firm which offer an alternative to ceramics okay. uh, to uh, poor ceramics and also we've um for about well since the 981s came out we've done a low ratio um cranwell and pinion oh, okay so yeah, yeah. lowers the gearing by 14 because i came to visit sort of popped in with a friend a while ago and i went out in it was possibly this car yeah. before it had suspension and stuff but it had had was it was that this car if it, if it was the red one then yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that had had the a different gear ratio in. and mm. that for me I went out with Ollie and came back in and was like you know what a spider with that because I had a GT4 for a bit yeah. and the gears just did my head in they just yeah. absolutely did my head in on a day to day basis and that just feels like just gives a bit more urgency to it doesn't it it's one of those mods that sometimes you, well you've done loads of mods yourself you know you, the mods feel very kind of incremental yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. whereas we've done quite a lot of miles in that car and then as soon as I think we were here at Donny actually and the first time I drove it it was like expletive wow that <laughs> is a big difference it's yeah. almost like it gives the car like 50 brake yeah. I mean I've taken a few owners out in this today to sort of you know uh, so they could sample it and um yeah, they, it just feels like a different car. Mm. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a relatively uh, yeah, big investment. But if that's one what, of the so things it that people hold you back, about 7K. Okay. Um, but lowers the gearing seven, uh, 14%. Um, if you were to try and get 40 brake out of a naturally aspirated yeah. Porsche engine, you could triple a lot. that. Yeah. And, and saves you buying a GT3 if, that's, if you're like, I need that extra punch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we looked at the gear ratio figures and it, it puts it, I think, uh, roughly speaking, the same as the 4RS. Now, don't get me wrong, 4RS has got yeah. probably another 80 brake on her. But, you know, to, first of all, you can't get a 4RS unless you've no. done something to someone lots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, There's you, one around here, so someone's been busy. There's a green one somewhere, yeah. yeah, someone's been good at something. Um, whereas these, you could buy a full comfort vanilla spec GT4 yeah. if there was such a thing. Uh, and take it to this specification. That's what that was, and that's why we did it. So you and this, the full MR sort of pack, what does that cost? It's about 22 plus okay. the VAT. And um, that, would you generally say that if you're going to do a lot of track work, that's a move to go if you're going to keep it on the road? maybe not so much of the benefits or there's some benefits all around um it's even if you hadn't done the gearbox mod it, the benefit is instantly noticeable on the road yeah. so most obvious again is the suspension if you were to drive the standard car versus uh, this one it, you know just it, it supports the chassis it supports the car a lot better and it's obviously adjustable um you know some of the aero bits uh 
frankly, you're probably only going to find out at high, high speed, yeah. like at the ring, which we were there a few weeks back with it. And she was epic. You know, it was 32 degrees. We did <laughs> five tanks of fuel. It yeah, just yeah, didn't yeah. stop. And it's what Porsche designed it for. So, yeah, yeah, the aero more at high speed. Yeah. No, it's, and it sounds like, I know with the other MR packs, I've not driven any cars, definitely would not you say no. Um, <laughs> they make, it sounds like they make the cars much more stable. Like the GT2, so like, everything's a bit more stable, a bit more predictable, and therefore you can go faster. Is that a similar sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, the first thing whenever we've had clients to come in to build them and they want to go out in a car, first thing they always say is, Oh, it's nowhere near as firm as I thought, and it's, yeah. it's just more. I mean, don't get me wrong, an RS has great suspension, but it's just more sophisticated, more up to date, you know, hardware in there. Uh, and as you say, it just means that you can push up to 95, 96, 97% of the car's potential with less, you know, terrifying consequences. Yeah, you sort of nudge <laughs> up to that ultimate sort of limit without going, oh, oh, yeah. oh. Yeah, I'm about to uh, end my day. Yeah, no, so, um, and, and again, on the bigger cars, on the 3 and the 2 RS, um, the aero comes into it even more with, obviously, yeah, higher yeah, top yeah, ends yeah. and stuff. But, Have you so. done a GT3 yet? 992? Um, non-RS. Oh, non-RS, yeah. yeah. 992 GT3, the kits are... I think they're coming out in Q3 of this year. Okay. Um, when we were at the ring last week, they were sort of, I think they were doing final testing on different tyres. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was it was it was Christoph Breuer who does the development driving okay. for Manti. And again, it was slightly frightening watching him from behind in another car. So yeah, yeah no, their imagination is wild. I'm, I'm very interested to see because we've got. GT3 RS must be pretty soon. 992 GT3 RS can't be that long. I think it's launched September. I think okay. you will see cars Q1, Q2, um, which they will do a Manti conversion yeah, yeah, for yeah. those. But uh, uh, It sounds like out of the bat, just from the photos and everything I'm sort of hearing, is it's, 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 gone, it's gone mental. Well, uh, allegedly, <laughs> so these ones had... A standard uh, 1. No, no, 1. 1.2 RS had 450 kilos of downforce at like 180, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I think that's like a thousand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is moving because they haven't, they like every time, they never give it 100 horsepower more. No. Tiny bit of power, uh, more yeah. power, but the, the aero, I think, is where they've concentrated this time. Yeah, and, and with road cars, you never see big headline figures of like actual aero like i think remember p1 coming out and they're going oh it's got 600 kilos of downforce at 186 miles an hour mm. and in the world of aero that's not that much no whereas like and then it's like you said it's like a five percent increase 10 percent increase like over time to then go well i think they want that ring lap don't they yeah and they oh, want to like yeah with something that's only got 510 horsepower or something. It's, it's mental yeah i mean the yeah, the, the, I think the other thing that they've had to do is develop a tyre that can withstand that extra okay, downforce. Yeah. And apparently that 1,000 kilos of downforce, if it is that, they've actually had to knock it back because it was giving more. But okay, and then your suspension and everything. Yeah, That's when it gets interesting on a road car because you're like, yes, these are kind of, you know, they're track weapons. You should be mm. driving them on the track, but occasionally you can drive them on the road. Yeah. If you've got a car that's built to take more and more downforce at high speed it's still relatively low numbers relative to you know I don't know Formula 1 car or whatever but you have to run stiffer setups yeah and the other thing is it's saying the obvious you've got to be committed because (laughs) if there's a bit of error I mean these things you know there's very very few owners that are taking them to 100% of their performance envelope and then when you add aero into the mix, it is something you can't. Well, you know, it's something you can't see. So therefore, you've got to you do put, feel put it, your though. big boys' pants on and 
Yeah, but you on. feel it. You feel it. You it's, do, like a, but... it's like a gradual increase over time. Yeah, the faster, yeah, the faster you go. But it's not. There's not this like, yo, know, you have to go it's 20 on. miles an hour faster, or it's turned off. It, like yeah. that doesn't work. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, ring times. It'll be interesting. I think it'll be. I guess. I, I, I guess... Porsche. They're gonna. I don't think they'll release the car if it doesn't get a record. <laughs> or maybe right. no GC2 GC2 is that'll be the one they do it with that's going to be yeah. the one isn't it I think if it gives that much downforce it's, it's got to be a early 640s maybe late 630s because what is the current record do you know uh, in a 2RS I think they did it in 640 point something or other yeah and then uh, the Black Series was like a second faster or something was it it was something like that does anyone care well yeah <laughs> some people do so and then, but how much is, how fast is a GT3 RS, Mantai? Um, so they were doing, I think they were 650. It's in the 50s, isn't it? Something like that. I feel like Maybe. the new GT3 was like 55. Yeah, because the, the new, the MR992 um, was five seconds quicker than the normal one. So yeah, it's better in around those sorts of times. Which, when you look at like the, on paper, performance numbers of like big horsepower figures and stuff, you're like... There's quite a big power difference between these these cars, yeah. yet the lap times are not not as wild as not the as wild numbers as they suggest. sort of suggest. But we get this all the time where lads come and buy a car, you know, and ladies, but come and buy a car and um, they kind of go, 500 brand, I'm not sure if it's going to be yeah. quick enough. You know, I've got an RS6 <laughs> with more than that. And they get out and go, yeah. either the RS6 isn't what it says or that isn't what it says. Or weight is a real thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, And Porsche horses pull harder. Yes, yeah, there is a bit of that. <laughs> right. I'm going to keep having a little wander around. Maybe we should have a little poke around some of these. And, uh, yeah, catch you. I'll, I'll catch you back at your base at some point, I think. Very welcome. Cool. Nice Thanks very chat. much. Cheers. Cheers. Right, so I've been wandering around, and I've come across someone else. James Cottingham. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Now, on your stand, there's some, there's some lovely things. This is a very cool AB110, actually. Right-hand drive. Not many of those. Yes. Sort of going back to the start, the theme of the stand, as they were focusing on F-cars today, was, well... We do more F cars than anyone else, so yeah. let's just roll out the big guns, <laughs> so to speak, which is quite literally how the sales meeting went. Um, so we thought we'd roll out a storage, the only right-hand drive 288 GTO that's outside of Brunei. Oh, very nice. And one of two F40s that's outside of Brunei, so this one's matte grey, which is how it was originally presented by Pininfarina for the Sultan. So the story behind these cars is, as brand new cars, they rolled out the factory, went straight to Pininfarina, and were converted to right-hand drive for the Sultan of Brunei. That is very he had cool. six 288 GTOs. He had all of six of those <laughs> until about six or seven years ago when we bought this black one um, from from the the family. And, and is that um, one for sale? No, uh, it. Um, we've sold it a couple of times in the past. But both the cars live with us, but they're not for okay. sale. But they're just here on display. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the same story for the F40. So there were seven of those. Um, and this car, when Pin and Farina converted it to right-hand drive and uh, you know, refinished it they, they finished every car in different colour combinations yeah. so this was this was matte grey and originally with white or creamy leather testarossa seats which Ooh. really didn't work so you've got these I, I've not seen uh, F40 seats like with this they're uh, Michelotto so they're Michelotto seats for uh, an F40 LM oh. um, which is quite cool so you've got this sort of square pattern finish and they're, they've got they're just nice. wider they've got better support yeah. Good seats. They look good. They look good. So anyway, going from oh, there... Is this, a, is this blue or is this black? It is blue, but... It's a very dark blue Coro GT. It is, it is. So it's it's dark, uh, dark blue metallic, which is a 918 colour. Yeah. This car was a 6,000-kilometre car, one owner from New, that two or three years ago, Edward Lovett sent it to Stuttgart for a client, 
and they repainted it in this colour for him. Yes. And then it was sold to the second owner, and then it's had a couple more owners here in the UK, and now we've got it for sale. So it's not a factory PTS car, but it's as close as This one, I remember, I feel like I remember this selling as a silver car, and like, I feel like no one wanted it. And then it got painted blue, and everyone was like, oh, hello. Yeah, exactly. And there's only somewhere between 20 and 30 paint-to-sample Carrera GTs in existence. Yeah. So especially with where the values have got to today, yeah. to have a paint-to-sample car is a step above, and that's so difficult now. And a lot of the big collectors of Porsche especially have, have snapped all those cars up. Yeah. Um, so there's the Midnight Blue car, which we've handled a few times, which was a UK yeah. car, which, uh, which actually we've yeah, kept. Yeah, you've sold quite a few blue ones, haven't you? Yeah. So this car, is, yeah, it's quite a nice alternative. And so going back to the EB110, so... Uh, back in 94, uh, Artioli had bought Lotus, and um, Lotus uh, helped him produce a right-hand drive EB110. So they did a lot of design work for the for the rack and the front suspension, obviously, because it's different side-to-side. Yeah. Side. And this car was on the motor show stand um, at uh, the NEC in that year, so it was a shared stand between Bugatti and Lotus. Um, and it is the sole right-hand drive EB110 ever built. It was retained by the factory and was a development prototype as such and then was used to develop a lot of the Supersport items. So it has a Supersport engine, Supersport wheels, all the vents and bits and pieces. Um, so, it, you know, it's that a Supersport, is, but it's also right-hand drive. Cool. So it's a totally unique car. And um, it's been in the UK. Is this for, another sale, not sale? Uh, this is for sale. This is for sale. Yeah. How much? Three and a half million. Okay. Um, a, a, a normal Supersport, if you like, but there, there are only 32 of them, uh, plus the prototypes. Um, you know, today would trade, if you can find one, for circa two and a half to, to okay. three million pounds. So yeah. it's a premium, but we've seen that with the Ferraris, the, the Brunei Ferraris. Yeah, and it's, it's right and drive. It. Exactly. exactly. One. And then here we have what looks like a bit of a shell. It looks a bit like an F40. Yeah, so this is a car that I bought out of Japan about four years ago, and it had had a fire. So it had rear end damage, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. And um, I bought it, and we we affectionately know it as Project Toast. Uh, and the idea <laughs> nice. always was to sort of, you know, having sold close to 300 cars, having maintained circa 200 different examples, and, you know, doing 11 sets of fuel tanks a year. Yeah. We've learned a lot of things about F40s over the years, as you can imagine. And whilst it's a great car... I think these days it's acceptable to, to modify cars and to do things. And especially with F40s, where there are so many that have had hard lives. Yeah. Um, you and I both know that you know a bit of a rebirth with something different sort of gives yeah. it a second chance. Bit of a life. So that's what we're doing here, is that we have... And the, and the, the project kind of ground to halt because of COVID, and I wasn't quite sure what to do. But again, recently, just because we've been able to put a bit of time into it, it's really sort of reignited my excitement about it. So... Engine's already fully rebuilt. Um, it's gonna gonna run with a modern engine management system, so that you can switch okay. it between four, five hundred, six hundred, and nice. maybe even seven hundred brake horsepower. Um, it's got yeah, fly-by-wire throttle, modern fuel injection. So it's really, really trick, trick cams. Um, it will have bigger turbos. Those ones are just for display. Gearbox is fully rebuilt. So yeah. that's ready to go. Chassis all done. That's a good... Uh, any car that... I feel like older car that's had that sort of change done to it. Yeah. It's so good. Like my F40, if it got wet, it would be like, hmm, okay. It's going to run a little bit funny for a bit until it's dried out. And then, and then they're off again. 
and also sometimes you are just on the motorway and you want to just cruise along you yeah. don't need all that power um, and so we will do a special exhaust system for it which will be switchable again so you can have yeah. it straight through you can have it partially silenced or fully silenced um, we have finally uh, completed the testing of our carbon, carbon ceramic disc conversion for these so okay. the problem with F40s the big problem with F40s is, is stopping power yeah. they are horrendous and you know, in the past, you've had to change the wheels in order to go for bigger brakes. Right. What we've done is we've developed with Surface Transforms the exclusive rights to this disc and pad combo, which is fits into the standard caliper, fits nice. into a standard wheel. And testing at Millbrook recently, from 100 miles an hour, the stopping distance is reduced by 35 meters. That's quite a lot. Which is 35%. Yeah. So it's huge. And presumably repeatability of that figure as well. Yeah. So they've been endurance tested all through a day. And they are wonderful. And I t- I've got to sit on the GT over there and hmm. going around the track today, it's just, you know, that would always be the weak point of the car. Yeah. And, and on that particular car is now the tyres. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do- it's always like, what's the next yeah. thing? So, we, so we've done that. And so this chassis, whilst it's been bare, we've, we've drilled every tube, we've measured wall thickness, okay. we've uh, inputted it into, into, you know, CAD. And uh, we're doing some FEA analysis at the moment so that we can look at, torsional stiffness we can work out whether we can re- you know one thing i'd really like to do is get rid of the door bars you know that big, right. that yeah, big yeah, kevlar yeah, yeah. wrapped sill that everyone hates getting in yeah which is slightly iconic but you don't really see it when the doors are closed and it is a pain yeah i want to get rid of that yeah i want to fit a, a fully integrated roll cage i want to make the chassis a bit stiffer as a result but not add to the weight so we're going through the process of that design element now um so we will improve the dynamics of the chassis yeah. make it stronger and stiffer but also make it more easier to live with and then you move on to the interior because we're going to be saving so much weight across the car uh, because the other thing I haven't mentioned is that we are going to tool up to make complete carbon modern carbon fibre panels I was talking to Luke about this earlier that sounds like an absolute no-brainer if you're going to go for you can you know make a different colour if you want or whatever but then you've also got your own set of panels that God forbid even just for a standard car if you've got like a lovely 5,000 kilometre car original paint why not remove those fit some lighter weight carbon fibre clamp you know front and rear clamp and rear lower balance and save your originals but on this car you know we're also going to save a load of weight and the whole point of saving the weight is not necessarily to save the weight on an f40 because they only weigh a thousand kilos i think we will save some weight but the big thing is so that we can add to the interior yeah so we can make it a car that you can go and do 300 miles in in a day and then go do a track day so work on it and then drive home again things like maybe have some sort of sound system or aircon and at, at this point in time, it's more reducing road noise. Okay. It's Refining making the seats it. comfortable. You know, having seats that can recline. Yeah. Like, okay. So for me, that's a big thing. You know, <laughs> I love like a laid back seat, and I always find that an F40. You know, you have got to pack the front up, and then it's not. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also the the design of these seats. You know, the the runners, the rails are underneath. That's why your head's on the ceiling. Yeah. When we do the interior, you know, we know that we can make. The cars have more headroom by having different headlining. So there's so many different things yeah, we can do. that would make a huge difference for a lot of people, especially so many things we can do. something like today if you want to take your car on track. I don't think mine with a helmet was definitely, I would say, dangerous. It's, it's, it's a like non-starter. Your... Non-starter. Um, so, yeah, you know, there's, there's lots of things. And, and exterior-wise, no plans to do anything, yeah. you know, singer-esque. Just except, look cool. Except maybe more modern rear lights LED rear lights and obviously xenons for the headlights but But, otherwise try and leave it standard and the idea is that there are so many damaged previously crashed F40s out there that we can get a bit of a production line going where people can say you know they can tick the boxes of what they want carbon fibre panels you know three stages of ECU 
switchable exhaust, what level of interior they want, if they want to just leave it like a standard yeah. F40, and all these different things, so we can offer that to people yeah. and Sounds add value like by restoring an F40 suspension? to someone's thing. Suspension, you know, suspension. Obviously, we can we can look at shock absorbers, we can look at things. The big thing is front lift system. Yeah. So we, yeah, yeah, again, yeah, on the GT, yeah. we, we have a front lift system, and it's instant. Nice. So you press the button, it's up. And you press the button, it's down. It's not like you've got to wait for yeah, it to charge. Yeah, I would definitely and that fit that. Is a game changer. But the way that a standard F40 rides is, is quite nice. You know, it's good already. Yeah. So it's, it's just fine tuning all of that sort of stuff. But yeah, as you say, you could go as far as you know, lightweight wishbones. You know. Yeah, yeah. It, work, it depends how far you want to go, doesn't yeah, it? How far do you go with it? I don't think we need to go that far. I think we need to work on the things that annoy people about ownership, yeah. F40 ownership. Brakes, especially if you're going to make the engine more reliable and possibly more power, brakes, it's a game changer. And I think the, f- nice. the first two, two or so uh, retail people that we sell these disc and pack conversions to, they're going to wax lyrical about them and we yeah. all sell out immediately and it transforms the car and even that's just a simple upgrade that I think everyone's going to want and, and, they, come with the, off, and yeah. they come with a flight case that you'll put your standard discs and pads okay. in so you put those in the garage and when you yeah. sell the car someone can convert them back if they want to you know, and what's, what's their cost? Um, fitted it's going to be around about 25,000 plus V80 okay. for a car set okay like you know not cheap but at the same time ceramics are not cheap no so I think for my if I, if I needed to change the refit ceramics on my 907RS, that was, I think, 20? Like, something stupid like that? There are, there are thereabouts, yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of on the money. Makes sense. And obviously, the car's much more valuable. And so. surface transforms, you can you can get them refinished, like, five times or something? Absolutely, yeah. So they recoat the, the uh, discs um, and the longevity of them. You know, they just have a, a longer life than... Yeah. So a, f- a factory Porsche disc, for example. Yeah, yeah. Would those fit on, like, what size is the Like a Caterham or something. <laughs> something small, because they're small, aren't they? Well, it's only a 17-inch wheel on an yeah. F40, so, yeah, they are small. The yeah, car, yeah. anyway, is 1,000 kilos, so it doesn't need that much stopping no. power. But just, again, it makes you realise how rubbish the standard system was. Yeah, and then also, presumably, the whole setup is... Is the setup lighter than the standard? Of course. Yeah, absolutely. And so you so your, your unsprung mass is, is way down. Right, well, thanks very much for showing me rounds. Um, yeah, enjoy the rest of the, rest yeah, of the day. Cheers, and you. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> right, that's gonna, that wraps up my day at the Supercar Driver Secret Meet. I had a good, good bunch of conversations, saw some fun people, popped around, some absolute, saw some absolutely obscene cars, some cool stuff going on on track. And I'm going to jump back in the GT3 and mooch on down the road. But I'll see you guys in the next episode. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.